Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I'm going to take the liberty of Doyle. Hopefully, he will let me do this. But I have something to share about Doyle's father, Lyle, and his faith. You know, Doyle didn't tell the whole story about how he died. He, his family came to him and said, Lyle, we think you need to go into a nursing home. And Lyle said, you know what? Let me go home and think about it. Yeah, he thought about it. That night at 10 o'clock, he was off to heaven, and they never got him in the nursing home. You call that faith? I call that faith. Just was here one minute and with Jesus the next. Thank God. That's faith. Now, I have a question for you. What is truth? What is the truth? I'm going to give you a second to think about it. See if you know the answer. What is the truth? You know, if you walk into the CIA old building, up on a stone wall is the, the verse, the verse from the Bible. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Do they know the truth? You know, I think if they knew the truth, we wouldn't need the CIA. You know, over 30 colleges, universities, and high schools that they have even just listed. I know there's a lot more because I know of an elementary school. But 30 colleges, universities, high schools. The motto, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I wonder if they know that that is a direct quote from, oh my God, Jesus. Jesus, you mean to tell me in a university as their motto, they have a quote from Jesus? I bet you after they hear this, tomorrow it's taken down. What is truth? What is the truth? Well, first of all, we're going to take a look at what the truth is not. I want you to turn with me to Romans 3. I'm going to look at one verse. Romans 3, verse 4. God forbid. Yay. Let God be true. Let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be true and every man a liar. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. You know what that says? Your knowledge is a lie. What you know in this world is a lie. That's what that verse says. What you know, what you trust in, other than the word of God, is a lie. That's what that verse is saying. Go to, with me to Isaiah 47. We're going to look at verse 10. This is Jehovah speaking. And he's speaking by Isaiah. And he says, For thou hast trusted in thy wickedness, and thou hast said, None seeth me. Look at this next statement. Thy wisdom and thy knowledge. Thy wisdom and thy knowledge. It has perverted thee. Your wisdom, your knowledge in the world has perverted you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that your knowledge, what you were brought up in, and what you know, what you went to college and spent all that money for, makes you perverted? This word says that makes you perverted. So what is the truth? 
Well, let's go back to where Jesus was talking, where he said that. Let's go to John 8. And I'm going to begin in verse 28. Then Jesus said unto them, these are the Pharisees and stuff that came. He said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you shall know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. What does Jesus speak? He only speaks what Jehovah, what his Father told him. He doesn't speak anything else. He said, and he that has sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. For I always do those things that please him. Verse 30. And he spoke these words. And many, many believed on him. You see that? He spoke these words. And many believed on him. You know, when I was in the Methodist church, they had me convinced that the only people that knew Jesus on earth when he was here was the 12 apostles. Nobody else knew. Oh, yeah, he fed 5,000, but they didn't know. Nobody knew the power of God. Nobody knew Jesus. Nobody saw the miracles except 12 guys. Boy, was I wrong. It says multitudes came out to him. Multitudes. At one point it said, what, he fed 5,000? That didn't include the women and children. Well, if you only had one kid, you got 15,000 there sitting on a beach listening to the man. A lot of people knew him. Multitudes. And here it says many believed on him. Many believed on him. And then what does he say? He says, and those that see, he says, and they said unto him, who art thou? And Jesus said, oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back to verse 30. And he spoke these words and many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. These are people which believed on him. Many Jews believed on him. And look what Jesus said. Oh, thank God we got a crowd. No, Jesus didn't say that. What did he say? He said, if, if, Jesus said if to the many people that believed on him. Did you know the word if is in the Bible? Do you know that the word if is in the Bible? We need to look at the ifs. It says, it says, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Do you see that? If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. But you got to continue in his word. You have to get, if you are a Christian, if you say you are a Christian and you are born again, you know what that word says? It says, if you continue in my word. You know what that means? To continue in the word? That means you got to get that Bible off the shelf. You got to dust it off and you got to start reading it. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus, you're not going to be a disciple of Jesus just showing up for Sunday school, 9 o'clock every Sunday morning. You are going to have to get in the word of God because Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. And then he goes on and says something even, even wilder. He said, and you shall know the truth. If you continue in my word, you shall know the truth. Right here, we have a hint of where we're going to find the truth. The truth. The truth that's on the wall of the CIA. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Did you know the CIA is preaching Jesus? Did you know that SMU is preaching Jesus? That's their motto. 
know. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, we're going to find out exactly, exactly what the truth is. Not some broad, fluffy, gray matter that you have to swim through just to see. No, we are going to know the exact truth. Jesus said the next statement, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Free. What does that mean? That means set at liberty. Free. Set at liberty. To have liberty. To be able to move. To be able to function. To have a decent life. Liberty. All right. Let's go. And we're going to look at that. Let's go to Ephesians 1. What is the truth? What is the truth that Jesus is talking about? Let's go to Ephesians 1. It tells us. Ephesians 1.13. This is Paul speaking. And he says, in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth. After that you heard the word of truth. Oh my goodness. Here's the definition of truth. The gospel of your salvation. Look at that. It says you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. Right here, it's telling you what the truth is. The truth is the gospel. The gospel. Turn with me to Colossians 1. Verse 4. It says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, wherein you heard before in the word of truth, in the word of truth, which is the gospel, which is the gospel. What is truth? It says it twice here. We read it. The truth is the gospel, the gospel. Now, what's the gospel? Let's go again to 1 Corinthians 15. The exact definition of the gospel Thank God, the word of God that we are to continue in has all the answers for every question that you have. Oh, yes, it does. Every question that you have concerning your spiritual life is in this Bible. And frankly, every question you have about your whole life is in the word of God if you will ask God to show it to you. But you got to pick up that Bible and you got to open the pages and you got to ask God to open your eyes so you can see it. And he said, if you ask, he'll give it to you and he'll open your eyes. And one day you'll be reading this and you'll go, oh my God, I never saw that. How many times have we here that are continuing the word? Has God revealed to us things right off of these pages? And the definition, the exact definition of the truth of the gospel is in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. Moreover, brethren, this is Paul speaking, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. Paul, which he received the gospel, now declared unto them the gospel. He had to receive it first before he can declare it. I'm declaring it unto you because I had to receive it first. And I received it here at Water of Life beginning 31 years ago. Verse 2, by which also you are saved, set at safety, saved, born again. Anything you need, you are saved if... If there's 
that word if again. If. If. Did you know you could have the truth with an if? If. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all, which I also received. Now here is exactly the gospel. How? That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the definition of the truth. When, that, when the CIA has that on their wall, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You know what the CIA is saying? You shall know the gospel and the gospel will set you free. Do you think they'd like that? You think they'd like to know that? I bet you now they would. 30 universities and colleges have up on their walls, having their books, having their pamphlets. They have, you shall know the truth. You shall know the gospel, and the gospel will set you free. Think that'll cause a couple demonstrations? You shall know the gospel, and the gospel shall set you free. How can the gospel set you free? How can that be the truth? Turn with me to Isaiah 53. I'm going to begin in verse 1. Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? That arm is the Lord Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. He has no form. When Jesus was on the cross, he had no form. Every bone was out of joint. He was disfigured. He was tortured. He, you couldn't even tell he was a man. Every bone he had out of joint. You don't believe that? Read Psalm 22. Yep, get out that Bible. Read uh, Isaiah 52 and you will see marred more than any man. Any man. Any. You're a doctor. You've seen accidents. Jesus was marred more than any man. Got that? And it says, out of a dry ground, he has no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of pain, sorrows, and acquainted with grief, sickness. A man of pain. On the cross, Jesus was in pain. He was in pain for you. He was sick for you. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Didn't even want to look at him. For surely, surely, he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. And for, and, but the, he was wounded for our trans... Um, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded. He was pierced for our transgressions, our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Jesus, when he was on the cross, had your sin on his body. That's why he, had, he was so marred more than any man. Because he was carrying your sin. He was carrying my sin. He was carrying our pain. He was carrying our sickness. He was carrying our peace. He was carrying our poverty on his own body on the tree. That is the truth. That's the truth. 
when you want to believe that you are guilty and you have to pay over and over for your sin. No, you do not. What is the truth? The truth is Jesus bore it for you. When you are sick and you think, I deserve this sickness, it's going to kill me. No, you don't have to believe that. Believe the report. And the report is Jesus carried your sickness for you. And the sin that caused it. And the sin that caused it. That is the truth. That truth will make you free. The chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus. What that word peace means includes uh, includes not having poverty, having everything we need, our welfare. Jesus became poor, as it says in 1 Corinthians, so that we are rich. Jesus became poor. That is the truth. That is the gospel. Not what you were taught in the university, not what you were taught in a college, not what you were taught in the trade school, in elementary, in high school. That is not the truth. Sorry, CIA, it's you shall know the gospel, and the gospel will set you free. You want an example? Peter went into Capernaum. The people, the, the people from the temple came to Peter, and he said, Peter, do you and your, did you guys pay the, te- the temple tax? Peter looked at him and he said, yeah. Then he went to Jesus. You know what he told Jesus? Hey, Jesus, do we pay temple tax? Do we pay that tax? You know what Jesus told him? He said, the children are free, but you know what? We're not going to offend him. And listen to this. Every CPA and every financial planner, listen how the truth sets you free and at liberty. How did Peter pay his taxes? He didn't get a CPA. He didn't get a financial planner. You know what he got? He got Jesus. And you know what Jesus told Peter? He didn't say invest in, invest in um, oh dear, like I, like I thought when I was growing up, I need to invest in diapers. My God, I use so many. He didn't say go invest in diapers. He didn't say go invest in this. You know what Jesus told Peter? This is the truth. He said, Peter, go down to that, the sea. Cast in a hook, and the first fish you bring up, you open his mouth, and inside that fish's mouth is your tax money and my tax money. You know what? I like that a whole lot better. I like that a whole lot better. You know what? That truth sets you free. You know, back in the 80s, it was about 88, 89, I can't remember. I just remember how old my daughter was. Her birthday was coming up. And I had in my heart to get her a bicycle. I had no money for a bicycle. In fact, there were a couple bills I needed paid and I, and be, before I could even think about getting her a bicycle. And I remember the total of the bills and getting her a bicycle was around $230, $250. And so I prayed. I prayed the truth that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he raised again for me and he bore my poverty. And you know what happened? A woman came to me. She handed me something, and she said, God told me to give you this. And before she handed it to me, she said, you do whatever with this you think you need to do. You know what she handed me? She handed me a gold necklace, 18-karat gold. I took that gold necklace to a pawn shop, first time I've ever been to one. You know how much they gave me for that gold necklace? 200 or 230 or $250. I can't remember exactly. It paid my bills, and it also bought my daughter a bicycle. That is the truth. I much prefer that than anything else. Now, consider this. 
The, Jesus said he only did what the Father told him to do. And you know, one day Jesus was out preaching, and you know what God told him to do? He said, go get the gathering. Go get the gathering. You know what? The gathering lived in the tombs. He didn't have any clothes on. He was totally insane, totally insane, cutting himself with rocks, groaning and moaning in the tombs. They tried to catch him. They tried to put him in chains. They tried to put him in leather thongs. You know what? He broke every one of them. He broke every one of them. You know what? There wasn't a psychiatrist and there wasn't a psychologist that could do anything for this man. He was totally insane. So what does the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob do? He says, Jesus, go get him. Jesus, go get him. The truth is that Jesus died. He was buried. He rose again. Jesus, go get the man. Jesus goes to the Gadarene. The Gadarene runs out of the tomb to Jesus. Jesus asks, who are you? He's not talking to the man. He's talking to the demon in him. The demon says, we're legion. Demons? Demons? That only happened in the old days. Really? Now we get sophisticated lunatics. <laughs> Jesus told the demons in him to go, to go. He didn't give the man drugs. He didn't put him in a sane asylum. You know what he did? He set the man free. He set the man free. 3,000 pigs took the demons out of that man. Do you see how those demons, how many demons was in that man? Did that scare Jesus? No. No. And when they came out of the city, they freaked everybody out. The owner of the pigs went into the city and said, we got a problem out here, folks. And when they get there, the lunatic is in his right mind and in clothes, sitting at Jesus' feet. You say, well, the demons were only in the old days. Really? Do you know what? Back in 19, the early 1990s, I was sitting in a chair right about there, and God came and delivered me of insanity and torment that I had for years and years, and my family had it. And you know what? I was totally set free, totally set free of those demons. Why? Because the truth will set you free. The gospel that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again will set you free. That is the truth. When somebody asks you what the truth is, it is that Jesus died for you, that he was buried for you, that he was raised again for you. And you say, well, that's just Jesus. All right, one last example. Peter. Peter is in Joppa. And a woman named Tabitha, Tabitha dies, dies. So they wash her off. They put her in the upper chamber. You know what they say? Go call every doctor we got. Go call the ambulance. They didn't have that back then. They had doctors. You know what? There wasn't a thing the doctors could do for her. She was dead. Do you hear that? The medical profession couldn't do a thing for her. She was dead. Your knowledge and your wisdom has perverted you to where you want that instead of the truth. And the truth is that Jesus died and he was buried and he was raised again for you. And the power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to us. And Peter went to that. They, when they, that woman died, they said, go get Peter. She's dead. Doesn't matter. Go get Peter. Go get 
Peter. Why? Because Peter had the truth. Because Peter had the truth. Peter shows up. Another town walks there. Goes to the upper chamber. Clears everybody out. Sits down there. Prays. Stands up and says, Tabitha, arise. Arise. And wherever Tabitha's spirit was, it came back in her body and she woke up. There is not a medical profession that can do that. Why? Because they don't have the truth. Because they don't have the truth. What is the truth? That Jesus died for you. That when he was on the cross, he bore your sin and your pain and your disease and your poverty. He bore it all for you. And not only that, he died on that cross and he was buried. They put a dead body in the tomb and the spirit and soul of Jesus went to hell and he paid in hell for you. And when he did that, the father was satisfied with his sacrifice. He was satisfied for what Jesus did for you. He was satisfied on your behalf and on your behalf, God raised Jesus from the dead raised him from the dead. Now he has immortality. He is a man, but he has immortality. He will never die again. And you know what? That's where we're headed. If you are born again, you have to begin and you have to begin by being born again. How are you born again? Romans 10 says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. That's anything you need. If you need money, it's saved to get money. If you need healed, it's saved to get healed. If you need your broken heart fixed, it will fix your broken heart. The truth of the gospel that Jesus died, that he was buried and raised again will save you. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.